0: Dave Shoulder telling like it is Vikings Weekly. Chris Carter, boy, those catch touchdowns. Sitting here in uh, week seven last night here on Monday. I just got to talk about a little bit of last week's games, some of yesterday's games. Uh, it's getting a little crazy out there. It's time of year. you get a little couple of frauds this week that uh didn't step up, had chances to make big time, uh, big time hay. Vikings last week had a win versus the Bears, and I swear to god, if the rookie D2 quarterback didn't just throw a hell Mary, I think we lose that game. But uh, tonight we have to find a way to get him without Debo Christian McCaffrey is gonna play. That's why I waited to sleep to do it. Uh, we'll probably lose by one score and uh, mismanage the clock. So that's what we do as the Vikings. Um, and, you know, like I said, our GM was a disaster. Gave away some defensive talent. Now that we have a good defensive coach in Flores, uh, we gave it all away. So now we don't have the guns to do it. Offensively, we know Jefferson, we're not smart enough to run the ball. Which leads me to a couple of things we want to talk about here uh, this week. Uh, just around the NFL, that's the clock management uh, is just horrendous. Um, the Eagles clock management... Uh, You know, just horrendous uh, during the week, uh, just against the Jets. Uh, You got to punt the ball there and make Zach Wilson come down the field with 50 seconds left and no timeouts. So you don't run the ball there. It's like an allergy. It's like, again, I keep telling you about this, I'm telling like it is, talk about this all the time. Today's coach just has to find a way to force his stamp on the game, his or her stamp on the game, instead of just saying, Feel the situation and win. It's like they have no feel for the game. It's just force your way up on a person, whether it's working or not, and force it, force it, force it. Jalen Hurts looked like crap for one of the few times in his life, and I love Jalen Hurts. I love his toughness, love his leadership, but he looked like ass. Run the ball, kick it into Zach Wilson with about 50 seconds left, and he have to go 80 yards or maybe 40 yards because they got to get a field goal. doesn't matter. You believe in Zach? I don't think so. So then you miss a field goal. You leave him right where you need to leave him, and you lose the game. Just no brain cells at all. No brain cells. So that's one. Bill's game. McDermott is going to be on the hot seat. If this team has an early exit this year, this man will be on the hot seat. This team looks flat as a pancake. So last week versus the Giants, just horrendous clock management also. This is a field goal. gives the Giants the ball at midfield. Kick the Giants in. They got a backup quarterback in the game. I don't care. Tyrod Taylor, I love him. 13-year vet. Great, great, great. Understand the freaking time and score. Just incredible. Which leads me to another point about the football these days. Second and short. Does anybody have the think that everybody's allergic to running the damn ball on second and short? It is unbelievable that nobody can run the ball on second and short. It's like an allergy. Next thing, goal line play. I saw about three or four teams in the last week and a half with the first and goal from the one running out of the shotgun. So now you're five yards behind the line of scrimmage and you're flat. You're not getting the downhill run. Run from behind center, shortens the distance. The shortest distance between two two places is a straight line. It doesn't matter. That's a fact. That's not opinion. Run the damn ball that way. So now you're starting with a guy standing still, stationary. All of a sudden you hike it and now he's got to run Four or five yards before he even gets near the line of scrimmage, it is unbelievable. It's like it's like an allergy again. Nobody plays complimentary football anymore. No one does the little things. It's just incredible, and that's why you see offenses again struggling here. It's a similar thing in baseball. No one's playing compliment complimentary baseball either in scoring runs. It's the same thing here in football. The play calling is absolutely atrocious in these games. Everybody's got to run everything out of the freaking gun. Take a physical advantage. Run on a team. Pound them into submission give your defense a rest, play action off of that. Nope, nobody's doing that. Another thing, QB pay. I like Daniel Jones a lot. But again, just because you're the best quarterback available doesn't mean you're worth $40 And you might say, well, that's what they get. Well, it's the same thing with these QB drafts. If you go down the last 10 years of the NFL and look at the QB drafts, it is horrendous. Where's Jameis Winston? Where's Marcus Mariota? Where's Rosen? Where's Sam Donald? Where, where are these guys? Zach Wilson struggles. Where, where are these guys? Who said these guys were great quarterbacks? Look Mitchell Trubisky. Number two pick on Mitchell Trubisky. Let's go through that draft. You're telling me you can't find two players better than Mitchell Trubisky in that freaking draft? Just because you're the best quarterback doesn't mean you're a good quarterback. And again, these GMs feel like, oh, this GM such a hard job. I disagree. I think most of these guys are dumbasses, and I think they suck. Most of them are just stupid beyond belief. It's common sense. I don't want to hear about mathematical formulas. Watch a guy play. You can tell me if he has a motor or not. If he doesn't have a motor, don't want him. Period. Same thing in any sport. On to the games from uh, this week here. Jaguars beat the Saints. The Saints, so disappointing. Uh, still going to be the best team in a, in a bad lot, that division. Carr is a mess. This is why Carr is not a great quarterback. Again, probably overpaid for Carr. Uh, it's the, this is a team I just cannot believe. They had a great opportunity there's a bunch of teams this week that had what I call good season opportunities. Now I think the Saints will be all right because the division is so bad, but the Saints are one of them. Saints were three and three. Now the Jags are Jags are a tough team. Uh, but the Saints are still so disappointing. Uh got a lot of talent on this team, just not getting it done. Good defense. Offense looks like crap to carr's credit. They did drop a touchdown pass, and so that's a little bit different. The Jags are five and two, and they're not even playing well yet. And this is a theme around the NFL, too. Teams like the Jags, teams like the Chiefs, uh, teams that are playing poorly and still winning games. And that's pure coaching right there. Same with the Seahawks. Seahawks, you know, how they're 4-2 and two is beyond me. But again, these are winning coaches. Uh, Ravens, same thing. Not even playing well. 5-2. and two. We'll get to that in a minute. But you sit there and you look at opportunities for some of these teams and these games, and you just wonder, you know, what the hell happened to some of these teams? So if we go around the league here from yesterday and you look at the scores, I mean, you have a situation here where the Raiders and the Bears, this is one of the teams I lost in a knockout Well, The Raiders had a chance to be one of those teams, four and three, had a chance to step up, didn't get it, didn't get it done playing at the one and five Bears with a D D2 quarterback, kid played okay. Feels is out. Can the Raiders take advantage? And this is going to be a chance for the Raiders to say, hey, we're going to have a good year this year. We get to four and three. Maybe we take Coach off the hot seat because he's really on the hot seat. Him and Staley are just going nowhere fast. Uh that's it's just not going to happen for them. Uh, so that's a big problem. Uh, you could just see it now that uh some of these teams it's just not gonna collect for them. You can you can see it, you can feel it. And the Raiders had a chance to get the four and three. Now you're three and four. Adams is bitching. Uh Bears. Great job by the Bears. They take advantage of, of, of you know, a couple of situations there. They get the job done. Uh, badging, you know, 162, a touchdown. Eh, not bad. Another couple of weird trends yesterday we saw in the games. Uh, teams that lost a turnover battle won the games a couple of times. Very strange. Giants lost a turnover battle, win the game. So a lot of that yesterday. Uh, hopefully the Vikings can take care of the football tonight versus the Niners. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Browns, Colts. Uh Browns are three and two going to play the Colts. Browns are now four and two. It's a such a tragic four and two. They're not even, they could be so much better if they blew the game versus Steelers. This is a team that's dangerous, but we don't know what the hell's going on with Deshaun Watson. Uh one of the two losers is gonna one of these two losers is gonna be in the mix. And we say losers because they just haven't had success recently. And here we are, the Browns win the game. They take advantage. They go 39-38 couple of tough penalty calls. One was definitely a penalty call. The pass interference, the ball ended up about 10 feet behind. And it was it was a lob throw. It wasn't a line drive throw. Where you could see a guy could reach up. That ball is not catchable in any shape or form. But it was great to see one of these teams get to four and two. The Colts still have a shot, I'm sure, in that divisional. They're not catching the Jags, but they're going to have to compete now that they're three and four with the wild card. But the Colts have been better than advertised. Coach has done a good – Shane Steichen did a great job with them. Bills, this team is, like I said, McDermott in big, big, big trouble. addition to not being able to handle the clock four and three uh could be three and four i would imagine the game versus the freaking giants they tried to give away belichick getting a ton of heat the bills just won't grow up now i know milano's out i know the d-backs out von melo's not fully back it's starting to take its toll if this team bows out early at four and three here and goes out wildcard weekend this team is going to be in big trouble and you're going to see a lot of people screaming about it and then you'll probably bring someone in there and you know, McDermott deserves to stay. But at the same time, sometimes a coach does peak. And, I, you know, I think you might have – the message might get stale up there. I think you might have to bring in a, a fresh set of eyes and see what happens up there. Uh, Redskins at the Giants. Redskins, one of those teams that had a chance to step forward yesterday. You're playing at the Giants. Back up Tyrod Taylor. Redskins can't get offense. I have to tell you, Howell is the worst quarterback in the league right now. I never saw a guy who had less understanding of what touch was for a situation. He's throwing lob passes. The guys and underthrowing guys on routes when they get behind the backside of the defense, underthrowing guys, bad picks everywhere. Then you see a situation where he's trying to th- he's trying to throw line drives on fade patterns. You don't throw a line drive on a fade. You got to get some arc under, you got to get some air under it. Terrible job. Powell looks lost. Uh time to make a QB change there. The dead skins now three and four. And uh, like I said, the pass rush was great. Giants have that weird stat. Seven of their nine linemen that they went to camp with are out. That's just way too much for anyone to bear. Giants get a good win. I can't believe people are talking about Dable's head around here. You got to be kidding me. This guy's a big-time coach. If you don't know if you don't know that, you don't know what the hell a coach looks like. Uh, Taylor did a decent job yesterday, 279, two touchdowns. Saquon's still not getting the ball enough of my liking. I'd like to see him get a couple more touches. But good job for the Giants to get on the board here, two and five, get the Giant fans off the ledge. But then again, I'm reminded of why New York fans are so frustrating. Here we are in New York, and you're sitting there, and all of a sudden today with are saying, well, We could go on a run. Listen, dude, you barely got that win yesterday against a really crap offensive team. And this is what drives you crazy. People say, How can you root for non New York teams living in New York? It's the fans and the calls on WFAN and everything like that. The fans are just so delusional. So now you're two and five because you're squeaked by, Oh, you could go on a big run. I said it once, I said it before. I said it on the preseason show about the schedules. The Giants can get to five and six. They can make some hay, but you got to get to five and six right now. You're two and five. You still got to play the Eagles twice. That is not a fun proposition. Okay. So let's remember that Falcons had a chance. Uh, Falcons and the Bucks had a great chance. First place game. Very exciting. Falcons took advantage and beat the Bucks. Bucks all of a sudden starting to tread a little water at uh, three and three, starting to leak a little bit. Uh, You know, Mayfield 275, but through a pick, uh, you know, Evans for the Bucks, you know, 82 yards, one touchdown, but Falcons pull this game out and basically take care of it with a late field goal and 16-13 and happy for the Falcons, get those fans back in the mix there. Uh, Ritter doing enough, I guess, is the key phrase. And the surprise of the day, Ravens just beat the crap out of the Lions. I'm sure the Lions are a lot better than they played yesterday. Uh, Gibbs did not – you know, kids ran the ball well. St. John ran the ball well, but Lamar Jackson, 357, three touchdowns. And you know, it's funny in one of the pregames, somebody was saying that the Lions haven't seen anybody like Lamar. It's not like a conference game where you see them often. You only see them once every four years, and it looked it. They weren't ready for him. Lamar had a great day and the Ravens now five and two. So are the Lions five and two. Lions come back down Earth. If they could have won that game, they could have maybe competed for a one seed. Uh not the case for yesterday. Got their freaking head-handed. Steelers-Rams, Steelers Steelers just find a way. Very impressive to win this game. They had no offense going. This is the worst 4-2 and team I've ever seen in my life, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Steelers just have a way of winning. That's what we're talking about with coaching. Mike Tomlin, this team has no business being 4-2, and but Tomlin's just a steady person. Knockwise, unbelievable. Eight receptions, 154 yards. It's almost like they're forgetting about Cooper Cup now. Rams dominated the statistical categories, but again, Steelers just come up big with two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, much like they did versus the Browns. Steelers four and two, Rams three and four. Really a bad loss for the Rams. They had that game at home. They had that game under control and they didn't take care of business. Seahawks beat the Cardinals 20 to 10. My other knockout pick. Thank God for the Hawks. Uh the cards were up 10 7 in this game, but uh Gino and the guys got it done. Geno's having a decent season. Ken Walker, 105 yards rushing. And uh, you know, very happy for Pete Carroll again. Another guy, solid coach, 2019, 20 to 10. Seahawks at four and two. This is not a four and two team. And Pete is just an excellent coach, and this is what we're talking about, coaching matters, and we always say that, but you know, I, I guess I'm partial to it as a coach myself. Broncos, 1917, and I told you Jordan Love was trash. I told everybody that. Uh, people in the first week when he threw like 60% completions for like six yards, people were all excited. I told you, watching him, wasn't a big-time quarterback, still wasn't a big-time quarterback. This is not the third guy in the third-guy run where you had Favre and then you had Rodgers. This is not the remotely the same guy. He might be average one day, but right now he's trash. Vikings got to go in there basically next week and we got to take care of business. So the Broncos get to two and five. A lot of people talked about the Broncos tanking and Sean Payton taking the quarterback, but well, the comments this week by Williams camp, whether they're true or not, whether he wants partial ownership, scare the hell out of me as a Viking fan. I don't want anything to do with a guy that thinks he deserves partial ownership when he looked like crap the last two weeks against college defenses. Chiefs charges. Chiefs just do what they do. Not even playing well yet. Six and one. And this is the difference between the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills. So everybody goes, well, the Bengals and the Bills will get going. But now, meanwhile, now you got to go through Arrowhead. So guess what? Now you're not getting it done. So here's the Chiefs. Got to be six and one and not even clicking yet. The wide receiver play is great. Kelsey, 12 catches, 179 yards. Mahomes, 424 for four TDs. Taylor Swift in the box. Uh, Basically, the Swifties are all pissed off online because, you know, Mahomes' brother, who's committed, I guess, a a crime in his life, is in the same box with her. And he comes the beginning of the downfall of that relationship with all those psycho followers. Eagles smack the Dolphins. Dolphins have 0 2 versus winning teams, not a real team. Don't make the playoffs, but they're going to be a fantasy team that basically, you know, people love them because they're putting up big numbers and people are all into fantasy sports, which, by the way, the amount of gambling in fantasy sports has ruined fandom in the NFL. I just cannot believe the amount of negativity and hatred towards individual players because someone didn't win you a fantasy game or someone didn't make a play for you or even knockout polls. People get crazy. I play it, but I just cannot believe the amount of gambling and the amount of fantasy football has really taken the football and the sport experience and ruined fans for hatred towards players. It is unbelievable. I really believe it. And talk radios fuel it too. And you know, I like talk radio, but people just—I never remember this much vitriol towards players. It's just incredible. I mean, people just want to scrap things and start over. It's like their fantasy team lost, so now they panic. Or the guy didn't get him enough points. Yeah, let's scrap the whole season. Let's tank after six weeks. Who the hell ever thought of tanking ten years ago? And it's not—it's it's not like it's a new thought of like that's an advanced thought. People think all oh, these new ideas are better. This is not a new idea that's better. Tanking. These guys got to make a living. These guys got to play ball. Coaches got to win games. Yeah, you tell them you want to tank, and then you use the, your coach's record against it. It's trash. The other thing I want to say is this era of quarterback, a ton of these guys putting up big numbers without scoring any points. So in 15 years, when they're arguing about how great this era of quarterback is, I totally disagree. Dan Marino's right. He'd throw for 550 yards today. They count passes that are shovel passes, like right in front of the line as as a pass completion. The rules, they'll be allowed to touch anybody, not allowed to hit the quarterback. It is unreal. I mean, I just, yeah, again, so many of these big – so many of these numbers that these guys put up and then they don't score any points. I mean, it's, it's quite frightening. You know, Russell Wilson yesterday, 194 yards, one TD. Yeah. But only getting 19 points, Russ, you know, the you know, young from the, the Panthers. I mean, he had a buy yesterday, but you know, putting up some good numbers as far as completions and stuff like that, they're not putting up any points, just not putting up any points. And it's, it's a big difference. So the Eagles won that game last night, 31, 17 hurts, two two touchdowns. Uh, Swift, 15 for 62. Brown had a great night. 10 catches, 137 yards. Eagles are legit. Them and the Niners, I, I feel, are the, are the best two teams. But, again, this is just going to be a, a very, very, very fun uh, playoff situation coming down a stretch here. But those teams yesterday had a big chance to step up. The Rams had a chance to step up. The Raiders had the best chance to step up against the Bears, and they just didn't do it. Uh, the Seahawks did step up. So, you got to see them as a, as a chance to be a threat here. Uh, you also saw teams like, you know, I mean, I still say the Saints had a chance to step, step, step up, but, you know, they're not even playing well, the Jags, and they're still winning. Again, another good coach. Bills falling apart. Redskins had a chance to step up, didn't do it. Bucks at home had a chance to get to four and two. Now you're three and three. Let's check out the standings here. It's getting a little early, but it's the first time I'm going to check out the standings this year. We'll, we'll go in conference mode. And we'll, uh, we'll check it out here. Right now, the Bills would be the seventh seed uh, in the AFC. It would be uh, Kansas City would get a bye. Dolphins would play the Bills. We saw how that worked out. Uh, Bills might want to stay there. Ravens would play the Browns, which would be a great game. Jacksonville would play the Steelers, and those would be good matchups. Those will be fun matchups. And the Jets right now are on the outside looking in. Jet fans are going a little crazy here in New York, but we'll say they beat the Eagles, and I think they go into the Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles would get to buy in the NFC, the Niners. So after they play tonight, they'll have the same amount of games. They would play the Bucks. Uh Lions would play the Cowboys. Uh, Hawks would play the Falcons. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I'm really looking forward to this uh, drive. Here we are. We're only about eh, – we're, we're not even halfway there yet. We're about 40% of the way there. It's going to be a, a fun football season. But, again, we just got to watch some of these clock management situations in these games. It's just – Horrendous. Nobody playing complimentary football. People running the ball out of the shotgun from the one yard line. I, I don't understand it. This happened to the freaking Seahawks yesterday. And I love Pete Carroll, but pound the goddamn ball in there three times from the one. You're going to get in there. Uh even the Giants last week in that game. Give Saquon the ball in the one there. He's going to score in the Bills. You know, I know it's pass interference, but the play before that was shaky to be pass interference. I feel it was a little bit of a makeup call. Give Saquon the ball there. He could have been three and four. It would have been a big difference. But so anyway. Vikings hopefully tonight. My Vikes hopefully find a way. If we can uh, get this done on Vikings Weekly, uh, week seven, hopefully we can find a way. Got one more team left in the knockout pool. Uh, Hopefully I can pick a winner next week. Maybe be in the Chargers' hands. We'll see if we can uh, we get something for the Chargers. Anyway, we're looking forward to seeing you next week on uh, Vikings Weekly. It's always What's